0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 116. We're airing Friday, August 12th, 2016, where every week we spend around 20 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in digital marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing, which also airs every Friday, only at 10.30 a.m. Central U.S. time. So let's get started. Tool of the Week. Well, we have one in particular that we have of great interest. Unfortunately, we're a little late in announcing it. They are taking signups for people, though. And this is a tool called Doodly, D-O-D, or excuse me, me dot com. software I found and have used quite successfully with a number of ads that I've been producing. And if you're if any fan of any of that sketch art that you see out there where it looks like somebody's drawing the ad in front of you, the little figures and the words and so forth, well, this is the software that does it now there are a couple of others that are out there but they're also very expensive or they require a very high monthly cost if you've looked around as I have um, there's a couple out there that usually run about $50 a month or they limit how many you can create per month if they're going to charge you for less this one was a flat $67 for their basic version and it was uh, the software you download so you get to make as many as you want as often as you want and it was a great deal until I went back and saw that they had shut down right now and that they're going to reopen again (laughs) So I don't know whether they sold too many, not enough, but if you do go to doodly.com and um, sign up with your email there, that when they do come back online again to sell it again, I guess they'll let you know, and you can sign up for it. It's been very helpful, very useful. You load it up into YouTube and then share it, or download it and then share it into your Facebook, which I also recommend, just as a kind of a follow-up to a conversation we had last week about using rich media on Facebook and YouTube and Wistia and so forth, platforms we've discussed before. Uh, It's always best to take the native content that you have and load it up into the platform, particularly if you're going to use that platform. So for instance, with Facebook, instead of just Loading your YouTube link Facebook really appreciates it and will share it more often if you load up the actual mpeg4 file MPG file four file that you've created off of your computer that way Facebook thinks it's that's content And so it it will use and distribute a little bit more freely than thinking that it has to share through YouTube as you all know Google and Facebook are a little bit in the competitive world so if you get the chance, unfortunately, I'm announcing this a little late, but if you get to go over to doodly.com, d o o d l ycom it'll be in the show notes, uh, at least sign up for when they come back online again and start selling the product, because it's a really good product. I've really enjoyed using it. You'll see it in some of the promotions and ads, not only for this podcast, but for the live video show and for my business at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. It's a great tool for conveying messages. I enjoyed it a lot. It's very interesting. And as we know, visual content is really the key element to uh Engagement and conversion. I saw an interesting statistic from Amazon where they were talking about how they're sharing um, rich media now on social platforms. Any video less than fifteen seconds has a whopping four percent click-through rate, <laughs> and that's the good number. Uh, the longer the video, the slower down of the uh, the conversion rates. Although it does peak back up after a little, after a minute. So um, that's not a large number, but it is also considered the most engaging. Type of content that you can put on social media, as it was brought up by uh, Facebook and few others. Expedia being another one, uh, it says the video will be the content of social media by 2020. So. We're here to see. Um, so that's the tool of the week. News topics. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a reflection of our, of our recap of our live show that we had. Um, so to give some of the groundwork for our conversation, we had as co-hosts of this show this week, Robert Cole, which is a mainstay of our, our live show. Robert K. Cole at com. Uh, also with us were two new uh, attendees. Um, because Edward Saint Ange from uh, Flip2 and Tim Peter from Tim Peter and Associates were not able to make this show, uh, but we did have a guest speaker Neil Fagan, who is the uh, director of um, revenue for FRHI Hotels, the Fairmount Raffles, and uh, Accor Hotels. Uh, he joined us, and he is also uh, uh, the chairperson of the HSMI Revenue. Uh, mar- uh, management ca- board, not council, board, revenue management board. Uh, and it was a real pleasure to have him on board. Very knowledgeable, very conversational, very natural speaker. Uh, it was a real pleasure. Matter of fact, I think I told him uh, during the show that he should have his own show. He, he was very engaging and some great content. But in relationship to news articles, um, What we did to talk about was there was some three articles that I brought up for conversation. One was, uh, and you'll see this in the show notes from eHotelier, where they had the statement how the hotel industry is cutting out the mid-tier. The context of that news article piece was that hotels in the pipe for creation are not being built as full flags. There's either the limited service ones or the high luxury end ones. There's not a lot of development of the mid-core, mid-tier product. Um, he made an excellent contention that it really isn't so much uh, representation of mid-tier as it is the diversity of brands that are being developed. And those don't have in and of themselves a tier designation because they are demographically designated. Uh, we, uh, Robert Cole brought up the fact there's 31 flavors of Marriott right now. All of them tailoring to a particular segmentation whether it be millennials or whoever um, that are looking for the experience value of their travel so it's not really a mid-tier representation as we had traditionally known it to be so the article was accurate to the statement but not true to the purpose of the article is the way it was defined by neil and i thought it was an excellent insight to to that particular article um another article that we talked about was the rules of attraction how to secure the best revenue management candidate during the talent drought first off um, it wasn't so much a talent drought um, this was also an e hotelier your magazine uh link Again, in the show notes, that discussed that uh, there was a lack of quality talent. So, we, we asked Neil what he was looking for in his candidates for revenue managers as he recruits them for the Fairmount properties and the A Corps properties. Um, and he says uh, he made a very, very pointed statement. He clearly said, You don't hire good revenue managers, you hire good people and train good revenue managers. And I think that was the key to cutting to the core of what the article really represented, that it's really not so much finding the specific qualifications. Uh, there's always the interest in looking at their mathematical skills. Um, there's always the need to look at their ability to interpret data. Uh, but as Edward St. and Tim would both join me in saying in the show, and Robert to that point as well, is the first question that always gets asked to somebody that's entering into the world of hospitality is, do you like working with people? <laughs> and that has to be probably the core question. And then afterwards, you start looking at some of these other criteria because. Even a revenue manager sitting in their office doing their work has to see the impact of their work to the staff that they represent. Um, To that end also, um, Neil made some excellent conversation about the blending or the melding of digital marketing and revenue management, that there is a need to begin to share the data. There's a need to begin to share the strategy that they can't work in silos. Now, this is no new statements. We hear the same statement being made over and over again. We heard it at the ROC conference, HSMEI's Revenue Optimization Conference. Uh, This uh, now two months ago in new orleans in june uh and it's a recurring theme that's been said over and over again that there's needs to be this fusion between digital marketing and revenue management but he made some very good points about actually how to do that how to really as he says get the right people around the table i mean he made a very good point of saying a revenue manager to truly be successful you need to have everybody in the room you can't make decisions without the input and influence of digital marketing you can't make decisions about group sales without the sales team being in there or representation of the sales team being in there and you certainly can't make decisions about overall strategies for revenue without the general manager in there and the representation of operations to facilitate and fulfill what's being done We had a very lively conversation and some very great insights about the fact that it's not necessarily about rate-driven. People are looking for experience-driven, and rate has a part to play to it. But there was always, uh, at the very beginning of the growth of digital marketers, he said that there is um, the thought that, from a revenue management perspective, that digital marketers, in order to show success, simply wanted to know what discounts they could offer. So that was their persistent question to revenue managers. And so this rift developed that digital marketing was only looking for the discount in which to show success of sales and revenue managers had the arduous responsibility of maintaining Revenue strategy in an overall sense for for retaining the revenue goals of the ownerships of the hotels So we had a great conversation with that uh, the minute segmentation is also in the show notes of this podcast So you can kind of see minute by minute as to where we were talking about each of these topics um, And of course the link to the live show to go back and play that is also there We do that as a as part of the podcast as well uh, Because they are blended together a lot of great insights come from the live show and we try to share them here on the podcast as well so Another news item that we had also was the statement from a LodgingMagazine.com piece uh, that said, Revenue pace declines as headwinds strengthen for hotels. Now, again, this is not a new topic to uh, this time frame. We are looking at the fact that there is um, a growing concern over the 2017 cycle. Everyone still feels it's a positive. You can look at your focus rights and your FK, FK, uh, FKQs and everybody else um, and star reports and so forth. Uh, but there's a slowing because for the first time, and Robert brought this to, to the case. RevPAR has finally broken $100 as a national average. But occupancy hasn't grown in correspondence to that. Uh, so a very interesting discussion came from the actual interpretation of how the numbers really should be read from a revenue management perspective. Um, it's easy to see that with business being as strong as it is now, that revenue yield is a little easier to do, although we've had previous discussions on how revenue managers drop the ball during high demand periods and they're not aware of it by leaving certain gaps in the rate strategies open. But for the most part, it's harder when the business is harder to attain, but more controlled and to the point that Neil made. Um, That you are able to see every influence on your market uh, because there is less of the uh, volume to consider and more of the specificities of quality to consider, which I thought was an excellent insight on his part when he was referring to the strategy associated with a flattening market. Um, So again, uh, from the live show, if you'd like to hear more of the dialogue with that, it is there. Uh, But excellent points to be made and something to consider as you look at your own forecast going into the budget season that we're now in. It is August and it is budget season. Um, And so to that point, there is a lot of concerns and thoughts that you're you're putting together your marketing plans for 2017 and looking at revenue projections associated with that. No matter whether you define revenue projections first or you define your market strategy to determine your revenue projections, um, either case, you have to determine what you think your overall next year strategy will be. And so um, I'm sure most of you are looking at that flatlining that's going on. Of course, we had discussions about dilution of market with Airbnb and um, the user economy and so forth. So uh, again, well worth the idea of going into the live show and listening to those conversations with it as well. So, those were our three news items that we had, uh, that we had discussed within the show, and again, great insights to all of them. Uh, we then had with us also Hunter Garrett from Flip2, who was a more than April uh, replacement for Edward St. from Flip2. No offense, Ed, it was a great show, uh, and you sent us a great person, talented, with very good insights as to video production. He is responsible for a lot of the content development for Flip.to's Um, rich media and uh, written content, but mainly rich media. And he had some excellent advice on the do's and don'ts of actually doing good video. Things that really do count uh, when you're doing hotel video production that uh, should not be missed. Um, Now, I not to keep pointing to the show and say, go listen to it, go listen to it. I have my own content that I'd like to add to this conversation that we didn't get the time to share into the show that I'd like to share here in the podcast. And that is, this isn't always about a hotel conversation, is it's also about restaurants and not just because restaurants are in hotels as well, but because restaurants in themselves are hospitality entities as well. Having been a previous restaurant owner, I have a sincere appreciation for the daily requirement of filling the place, but acting like you're gonna be empty when it comes to budgeting and buying. So uh, with that, I'd say that there has been some great successes in market, because this is the technique part of the conversation that restaurants should use live video for. And here are some great suggestions. Um, Live video for Facebook. Social media, uh, especially Facebook, and of course we can discuss Instagram and Snapchat, are all venues of opportunity of exploring. People are are very driven by experience at this point. It's a great time to be in the travel industry because people are buying less retail in, in, in trend and spending more money on experiences. And because of that, they're traveling and they're looking to enjoy what they're traveling to and for rather than just having to travel because of. And so for that reason, you can really influence a person's choice on dining by making sure that you're in the platforms that people are using to dialogue with. So let's just take specifically Facebook and maybe even more specifically Facebook Live. There are restaurants in Australia that have. Uh, I'm going to use in this example that are doing a wonderful job of walking into their kitchens with their live video. Now this isn't to surprise the chefs or to to irritate anybody in the back of the house in the midst of a heavy push. This is staged, staged in a very prosumer kind of way where it's like, look, let's get the ingredients for the daily special together. Let's lay them out and let's have the chef in a quiet corner of the restaurant, uh, of the kitchen, before or not during the middle of the craziness of 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 a dinner rush, go through and show what the dinner special is live, conversationally, comfortably, with the bouncing camera included where it's being handheld because most of this can be done with a phone, so there's not a lot of, if any, hardware uh, requirements to buy into. And it's a quick five minutes worth of video, and it's always good to do at least two minutes of video. If you look at the guidelines for Facebook Live, to really get an audience possibly cultivated on Facebook Live, you need to be at least alive for two minutes or more so people can discover you. Not everybody's hanging on Facebook as much as we watch it, waiting for a live posting. So it takes a couple minutes for it to be distributed by Facebook, so they recommend at least a couple minutes, and just go through the special, why it's a special, anything unique about the special, what the pricing of it is, uh, their ability to make reservations for uh, being to get their special whatever information you would like to convey and this is valuable to hotel restaurants as well because you're looking for your local market more so than ever you have the chance with proximity marketing and location-based marketing to really talk and reach out to people that are physically within the proximity of your restaurant that you don't have to worry about broadcasting in the hopes that somebody sees it you can actually target people on facebook in your area within walking distance at a time that they would be interested in dining. So these videos help because they're the most engaging uh, aspect of social media, as we discussed earlier uh, in the this sh- this show, that um, the video portion of it is what's used and and consumable without having to write. Most people don't want to read. They certainly don't want to type. And, and a still picture doesn't tend to convey the same message as much as a video can in this instance. So using those little Facebook Lives. Now, Facebook Live, and this is an interesting st- um, um, perception, not stat. And this was shared by a friend of mine out of Australia, that if you took a video that you produced and put it on Facebook, you would say get 50 viewers. If you took and actually videoed your video Facebook Live, you would get 200 viewers. Why? Because Facebook is still pushing around. They want the adoption of Facebook Live. They want that fresh new content that Facebook... Live creates, so they're willing to increase its exposure, so people become comfortable with consuming it. So, literally by doing a Facebook Live, which of course gets recorded and then can be shown on your Facebook page persistently for anybody that wants to watch it, put the menu, uh, put the recipe with it at the end of it. After the Facebook Live is done and you've shown whatever it is that you're showing for the menu item that you're showing, then. Put the recipe together and post it as an addendum to your Facebook page. You can edit your post and add the the, the recipe to it and add, of course, the link for people to make reservations to it. Whether you use an open table platform or whether you use your own reservation platform or whether it's just an email or texting service that you've used for it, whatever it may be, add it into the content of the post after the Facebook Live has gone on. Also, then take the time to either boost the post, which I've not always been a fan of because I feel like it's a little bit of a shotgunning, but it's gotten better. You've added more filters uh, to it that you can be more specific to it. But even filtering it by gender increases your exposure because, as we know, uh, Facebook says that only 3 to 4% of your posts actually get seen uh, by those who are following you, um, albeit, the, they say, by the people that are most interested in it. But even by changing and saying just men or just women, but doing two posts that way, you can increase and quadruple your exposure percentage because Facebook says if you're willing to filter it, we're willing to f- show it to more percentage of those people you're filtering it to. So you can show it to 15 to 20% of your followers simply by flipping over the the gender from male to female and doing to a post for each and then dark posting or hiding one of the posts so that it doesn't look repetitive on your newsfeed. all these are tools and techniques that we've talked about before so i apologize if it's surprising you now and you can go back to our previous post or send me an email at lauren at com if you have further questions about that and i'll be happy to uh, point you to either my facebook webinar in which we discussed it or i can just answer a simple question if that's what you have so Again, using video for your food, you can do the same thing with your bartender and their drink special for the day. You can show a very busy time and take that video because then you can reuse that video. Even when you're not busy, if you show your restaurant being busy, it sometimes is the catalyst for people to say, wow, that place looks pretty cool. Let's go. You're not saying that it's busy right now. You're simply saying or showing, hey, we, we, we rock. Look at that. Look at all the fun people are having. And that can be sometimes the solicitation for people to come into uh, your restaurant. So uh, all thoughts for techniques using live video for restaurants. And some of it was discussed again on our live show, but I wanted to add that component of restaurants to our conversation today on the podcast because um, it didn't get to, I didn't get the chance to add it to our live show uh, where uh, Hunter was doing some great conversations as to how to handle the camera, lighting for the camera, platforms and uploads and what platforms to use, which by the way, he was a strong component of a platform called Wistia.com. Um, and it is a great platform because it allows for better tracking if you're going to lose it, use it instead of uh, YouTube. It is free up to 25 videos, I believe. Um, but the cool part is is it allows you to do an overlay embed. And what that means is instead of it being what's called an inline embed, which plays according to the dimensions you've defined it on your website, it's a little thumbnail that gets created instead on your website. So it occupies less uh square footage of your screen and we all know that mobile is the screen of the day Um, and when you click it it overlays the entire site with the video play so it blows up and it shows the video in the full screen and plays the video and then it goes back down to the thumbnail and it gives you that embedded capability off of the uh, software which makes it a very nice function that youtube doesn't offer so um And there we have it. We've gone through tool of the week, which is Doodly, which unfortunately (laughs) sign up for for when it becomes offered and available again for doing sketch advertising. Uh, The news topics related specifically to revenue management for cultivation of revenue managers, for uh, reservation pace for 2017 declining. Uh, Is that true or not? And of course, whether or not... um, the industry is not having a mid tier in the pipeline when it comes to hotel development. Those are the three topics that we talked briefly about today and in more depth with our live show this week in hospitality digital marketing. All these show notes are a part of the podcast website at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. So, with that, I will say, remember, you can find us everywhere pretty much on Google Play, Apple iTunes, talk shoe soundcloud and stitcher no matter where if you like the show please rate us and leave a comment that allows for other people to discover us the more ratings we get the more comments we get the more we're recognized by all the platforms and they begin to show us more and more into the results of people looking for content that we offer so please do us that favor if you like us rate us and leave a comment also if this is your first time hearing us you can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms as well for any archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video show, uh, talk show that is uh, that you can join every Friday at 1030 Central U.S. Time called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing. It is the only live video interactive show for hospitality in literally the world because we get people from around the world to join us. And we're going to be actually adding a couple more shows for the APAC, Asian Pacific region, and for the EMA the European market and Middle Eastern market. that will be coming up in September. So we'll actually be tripling our live video show. We get about 600 plus people per week um, uh, joining our show. So all good stuff. So, um, or you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live show to see the latest shows. So with that, uh, thank you all again uh, for joining us at this podcast, and we look forward to talking with you next week on Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. Take care.
0: You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray, presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSNAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcasts and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com is in violation.